Hey y'all, this is Lauren Akins and welcome back to the Live and Love podcast. So this season, I'm getting to sit down each week with my friends and my family, and we're going to get to talk about different areas of our lives where we get to live in love. And we've also got some new things too that you're going to get to hear about, even if you've already read my book, Live in Love. Man, I love the behind the scenes stories we're getting on this podcast, Lauren. Friends, I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm really excited to be here again with Lauren and y'all to be a part of this new season of this really special show. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that today. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And if you haven't gotten your copy of Lauren's New York Times bestseller, Live in Love, do it today. It's so good. You can get your copy anywhere you love to buy books, your favorite local bookstore or online. So, okay, Lauren, who is joining us today as we continue in these conversations about living in love, particularly when it comes to commitment? So, Actually, today is my wedding anniversary, and so we're going to get to sit down with my husband, Thomas Ritt. Yes, happy anniversary. That's so Thank fun. Um, and for our friends listening, you can go back to season one as well if you want to hear the other conversation with Thomas Ritt. It's episode five of season one, and it is called Live in Love in Marriage. So, Lauren, this is going to be fun. No, no, I'm so excited. And so today, actually, we're going to talk about what it looks like for us to live in love in commitment. Hey y'all, before we start today's show, I wanted to talk to you about one of our partners, Crew. I'm sure y'all would agree with me when I say this, but the Bible has changed my life and probably so many of yours too. And so much of what living in love looks like for me and especially my family is because of what we've learned from the Bible. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible. You can't just buy one at your local bookstore or you can't even afford one. Or take it a step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. We sometimes forget that there are so many people all over the world who simply can't get a Bible. And that's why we are so thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. All you have to do is text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326, that's L-I-V-E, to 71326 to help now, or visit give.crew.org slash live. TR, tell me about your thoughts about your wedding. You started saying this before we hit go, and I was like, stop. Tell me your thoughts about when you looked at your wedding pictures. It was this morning, actually. I looked at, there's a picture in our kitchen of us, like on our wedding day, and I just looked at Lauren, and I said, man, simpler times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that sounds bad or not. No. But Did it feel that way that day? Well, I just don't think you know any different that day. I know you know that you're pumped and you're excited that you finally are married to the person you've been engaged to and dating for the last year and a half. But like, I think after you have four kids, you're just like, wow, what I would give for like, I don't know, another honeymoon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm there. Please agree. Please agree. I'm, I would love another honeymoon. Yeah. Maybe after I have this baby. Yeah. Y'all going to go back to Hawaii? I saw. I just need to get a child delivered into the world first so I can relax a little more. Somebody on Instagram the other day said, God bless that woman. She's been pregnant for five years. (laughs) (laughs) And I 
So I was like, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. I'll just, I'll just stay pregnant. I mean, that is true, isn't it? It basically, feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it. And pregnant is basically since 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, technically, Willa Gray's quote-unquote pregnancy was right. not a physical pregnancy, but was a whole different version of a pregnancy. Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. But yeah, 2016, fun times. Tell me what you know about God today as y'all been married nine years. Nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a couple of times at other shows she's talked about next year will be 10, so I did my math. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what you know about God today, nine years into yeah. marriage that you didn't know when you started. What do you know about God? I think that discipline matters. I think that would be mm. my main thing that I've learned in nine years. I kind of don't remember Lauren and I making a whole lot of time because we had more time. Yeah. So we never really had to make it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't know, like this morning, got up at 4.45 or 5 and well, because she was up and I was like, I was like, I'm just going to get up. I don't remember us doing a whole lot of that early on. We didn't have kids. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like our disciplines have not only changed, but they've had to change right. in order to make the time to have quiet time. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. If you don't take it in the morning, then... I mean, at least in mine and your worlds, yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. Because by the time the kids are asleep at night, like there's a way I could sit before the Lord and like have that moment, but I'm more ready to sit before the Lord. And, in the morning. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a better mom and a better wife. Yeah. That day. Agreed. It just like puts your mind. <laughs> agreed. You no, are I mean, better. Like, agreed. Like, <laughs> I agreed that we're both better. <laughs> I mean, you whatever. know what, Lauren? Yeah, you're right. I really tell on the days that you have not gotten up in the morning. Yeah. Do you feel better? Like, I mean, literally, you say agreed, as in you also feel like a different version of yourself when that is put yeah. in front of you in the morning. I do, but I think we talked about this on the last podcast potentially, but I do feel like the mornings that I do get up and read, I feel like I get hit so much harder during the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like on the days where I'm not, where I don't wake up and feel disciplined, I feel like it's kind of easy coasting, mm. but also don't feel close to the Lord. Does that make sense? Wow. So it's like when I do get up and read, I feel like I just get continually punched in the gut by the devil like all day long, whether it's a patience thing or an anger thing or a frustration thing or just just short-tempered. I don't know. Mm. That is so weird. But we've talked about it before, like how our Monday nights are always super weird, like after small group and... Yeah. Right? The enemy comes in hardcore on Monday nights after small group. For sure. But I think it's totally different for me. Like I have harder days... When I haven't been up in the morning. Right. But maybe it's because it's really hard for you to get up. Probably. And so the enemy knows. He he knows it's not hard for you to get up. Right. He looks at me and he goes, oh, snap. Oh, boy, woke up at five coming in hot. <laughs> he's going to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's got to be what it is. Because yeah. it. It's a good word, honey. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's, it's because he knows that's such a struggle for you. For sure. So he wants to make it extra hard so that you don't get up the next morning. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to talk about this because this whole episode is about commitment yeah. and what y'all have done in nine years. And I think the spiritual battle of commitment is something people don't talk about enough. Yeah. yeah. I got this email today from a pastor friend of mine in Scotland. And the first line is, if you ever wake up in the morning and you're not in the middle of a fight, start one. Mm. And he's talking about with the enemy. Yeah. Because yeah. I was emailing him about prayer. Yeah. And so respond to that. Respond to what you think about when you think about the spiritual warfare of a commitment and of like, why does the enemy push back on your lives at all? Yeah. For me lately, it has been so much more about discipline and obedience. You know what I'm saying? Like there's areas of my life that I feel like I've wanted to change for so long or get better at. And I feel like every time I put myself in that place of like discipline, I feel like 
it just continually just gets wrecked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like even something as simple as like working out or waking up at five o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. I just feel like when you commit yourself to the Lord in some facet of life, mm. that that's where he's going to come attack you first. And if mm-hmm. he can't get you, we talked about it last time. If he can't get you there, he's going to, he's going to get you somewhere else. That's then going to have a trickle effect into that new routine that you started, that new discipline that you started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I don't remember where I heard this quote, but I have it written down a few different places. But when you like march into enemy territory, like that's when he takes aim. For sure. Mm. I think, yeah, everything you're saying is like, you're going to get all that pushback. I think for me, it's not necessarily that I have a, a harder day after I've committed that time in the morning. I think what he does for me is keeps me up all night with one of the kids having a bad dream right. or Lennon not sleeping well through the night or now this pregnancy or like staying up late the night before. So it's like I'm so exhausted in the morning. So I do feel like what he's talking about in that email is like everything is a battle. I mean, in the spiritual realm, like it is a constant battle going on. So when you're going to engage into the spiritual realm, you will find yourself in the middle of battle. For sure. And so I think when things feel like it's just coasting, it's probably because you're not engaging yeah. spiritually at mm-hmm. all. So, but, it, but it's fake coasting to me because it, it right. feels easy. We, I was reading this other. It's like the definition of hell is complete separation from the Lord. That's like yeah. the worst part of it. And sometimes I feel like you can have good days where you haven't talked to the Lord, but then you quickly realize like, yeah, but I'm super unfulfilled at the end of this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many people turn to so many other things. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's any kind of addiction, you're just like, I'm just trying all the time to get a new sort of high or a new sort of fulfillment. And I think when you're not walking with the Lord, I think that's where a lot of people will turn to. It's fake. It's manifested coasting, yeah. if you will. Manifested coasting. Yeah, I just came up, just pulled that that's out of very my good. armpit there. So. <laughs> I was going to say pulled it out of my butt, but I don't know if that should be on the podcast or not. I think a lot of our friends listening would think it's really easy to be married when you're doing your dream job, when you have the kids, when you have blah, blah, blah. But the reality is nothing that God intends for good, the enemy's ever going to leave alone. Sure. Yeah. So has it been disappointing or frustrating when you feel that? pushback even in your own marriage and in your own lives? Is that frustrating or is it just like part of the gig? It's not frustrating. I think where I get so frustrated is that the enemy is so good at telling other people if they can just get to their dream job, if they can just get to their Uh, dream person, if they can just get to this dream they have, everything will be good. Yes. And I think where I wish I did a better job is, is like letting people who follow us or are fans of us or interested in us in any way I mean, yeah, there are parts of our life that are so dreamy. Like we have wonderful kids and we're happily married and we do have a great family and you do have a great job Mm -hmm. and we are blessed beyond words can even describe, but we had a a nasty fight two nights ago. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up feeling just like dirt the next morning, just because I know that I wasn't, I did not extend grace to him. I was hateful and I was angry. I think my anger was... Some of it was warranted, but we, we fight just like everybody does. We're like, wow, that was not a good fight. And I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm really sorry that I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, year three of marriage was really hard for us. Or mm-hmm. maybe it was year four. Maybe three and four. Three and four. <laughs> well, how many years were we married when Willa Gray came home? 20. 
17. That would be five. Five years. Three, four, and five. And we've talked about this before, but I went through like moments where I was like, maybe we weren't supposed to get married. Maybe we're not actually in love. Like, I don't like him right now. I know he didn't like me. I know I talk about this in the book, but there was a moment where I looked at him in our closet and I said, I hate you. Mm-hmm. I actually hate you. And I'm miserable. And Instagram doesn't see that. It looked like we had everything that we ever wanted, but it doesn't matter what job you have, who you're married to, how wonderful your kids are, how great your family is, how much money you have, whatever you want to say. It it doesn't matter what it is. Everyone, if your cup is not filled by the Spirit, by Jesus, by the reason we were created— You're not going to find that peace. You're not going to find that happiness. And just because you have the money or the job or the person or the kids, that doesn't fulfill your happiness. Everybody's human. And I just wish that the lies that the world keeps telling people is if you can just do this, if you can just get to that, then you'll be happy. Then life will feel easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that what the snake said to Eve? Right. You can have anything, but if you just got this one thing, Yeah. Right. That's what you want. That's what you're after. That is the literal original lie. Yeah. Right. We are all still being told. Right. Right. And it's it's the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Granted, some people have way different struggles than others. And that does make life a lot more complicated. But I think when people look at us and they're like, they seem like they have it all together. They seem like they have the perfect life. The number one reason we are as joyful as we are, we love each other as well as we do. We enjoy our children as much as we do. We love our friends and our family, and it seems to be easy. The number one reason what holds all of that together is Jesus, mm-hmm. hands down. Amen. It is not the money. It is not his job. It is not our home. And it's honestly not even really our marriage. Our marriage is a gift mm-hmm. that like the Lord gave us, but like that is not the root of our happiness. So I think when people are trying to pursue what we have, I just want to be like, it's not all the things that you think you see. It's Jesus through it all. And some people don't want to hear that, but that's the honest truth. Yeah. And I think also like a, it's not a cliche, but it's, it's like whenever you get married, you know, you read your vows. Like I vow to keep, I think we talked about this last time too. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but like we vow to keep Jesus at the center. If you're somewhat of a Christian, that's kind of probably on your vow sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to, God's going to be at the center, God first, then you second. It's a really tough thing to do. And I kind of came to a weird epiphany two days ago when me and Lauren were having a pretty serious conversation in the kitchen. And and I was just like, why do I feel like I can't get this weight off my shoulders? Mm-hmm. Even after confessing to the Lord, it's like I have to confess to you in order for me to feel okay. And it's like I get with confession comes freedom. You know, like I get that, you know, but it's like sometimes I'm like, well, God, like, I know that you've already done this. I know you've already washed this away from me, but why, why is that not enough for me? Mm-hmm. And that kind of made me go, who do I view higher? Because it's like, and even Lauren said it, she's like, is it because I can actually physically say I forgive you? You know what I'm saying? And, and God sometimes just, it, it's not vocal, it's not verbal. I, mean, I, I literally have maybe heard verbal words from the Lord like twice in my life. Out loud? Well, spe- yeah. sounded like a voice. Wow. I was on the road, I guess, maybe two or three months ago, having a panic attack about probably can't sing tonight or something, too many shows. And I don't know, whatever it was. And God was like, literally in my ear, I was praying and he was just like, give it to me, my son. Was oh, what, and then uh, it was like, 
But that doesn't happen every day. No. If it did, it'd be sick. Like, right. God, what are you going to do tonight? I don't know. I want you to go to Oku and eat sushi. All yeah. right, cool. That's where we're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, there's something about the fact that Lauren can actually respond to me that view, that makes me view her not in a higher light than God, but more of a, if I can get a verbal confirmation that we're good, it's like God's forgiveness never was secured until her forgiveness was secured. And you think that's bad? I don't really know. I'm just putting it out there, you know, see if anybody... You're like, it's 48 hours ago, Andy. Yeah, it's 48 hours ago. I'm still processing it. I mean, you started talking about the vows. Sure. I just wonder, the thing I would submit back to y'all is that connection, part of what happened when you took those vows nine years ago. Mm. Because you want to be committed to this marriage long term, yeah. you aren't going to be peaceful until you're honest with her. Maybe so. Yeah. That's Maybe good. so. That's really good. All right. Well, see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, Lauren, talking about telling the truth online. A, you just can't tell the whole truth online. That's no. not what the internet's for. But TR, you and your TikToking. Yeah. I mean, you are showing Lauren in the kitchen with her compression socks on. Yeah. You did that? Oh, boy. Yes. When did you do that? When I was filming you cooking in your compression socks. I thought it was hilarious <sighs> and amazing and beautiful. Did you? And just all the things. Oh, yeah. boy. I didn't, didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> Another pro as to why not being on social media is a good thing. I don't have to see all of this. It's very true. It was very cute. You were working on some vegetables or something. Yeah. <laughs> well done, you. My word. All why right. are you I doing TikTok? Why, why are you doing this? I ask myself that every day. Yes. You know what? I mean, it's like every year I go through this. I'm just like, okay, what do we got to do better? Hmm. Maybe my, my worst flaw is, is being like, I'm so content. I'm so content. Gosh, I need more. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll go through phases where like, I don't need anything. I don't order a hat. You know, I'm a hat person. It's I have a, a million hats. A hat doesn't show up at the house. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm good. What is right in front of me is all I need. And then, I mean, I do think in, in many in many ways, social media is amazing for the fact that you can share really unique parts of your life. You can put words of wisdom out there. You can put words of encouragement out there. But in most ways, it is toxic as all get out. And it's just like, all you got to do is look at another artist buddy and be like, how'd they make a TikTok? And all of a sudden their song is at number one on the global charts. And you're like, well, I'm going to do that. So in many ways, I can't stand it, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, I'm like, I don't know how to live without it. Yes. And it's like, well, if I get off of it all, I think people follow me and Lauren a lot for the authenticity. And I love to yes. post authentic things on social media. But you can tell when it's not me. My words are different. It's usually about some business thing. It's like this show's on sale, that show's on sale. And, and so I sit there and I go, well, if I'm never on social media again, does anybody ever care again? And I don't know where that validation affirmation needed in my life ever came from. But we think we talked about it last time. But I think that's why the first like three or four months of quarantine were some of the worst bits of me that I've ever experienced of just like, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here and just be a dad and a husband? And the answer is absolutely yes. But for me, it was like, well, I, I don't know how to like keep going if I'm not if I'm not succeeding. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when the Lord looked at me. He was like, dude, you're succeeding, but you're succeeding here now. Yeah. Like do this well. The rest of it may come back or it may not. Mm -hmm. It's like if I can't continue to do something groundbreaking, it's like, what's the point doing it? But is that only professionally or is that with your family, too? I think it's professionally, wow. which is sad. I don't know that that's sad. Well, it, I don't know. It should be like, man, you know, groundbreaking date night. <laughs> that that's my goal this that week. That Oku sushi though. You know I mean, saying? if you want some to groundbreak a really date night, that stuff is good. Yeah, it's like I think that's what's unfortunate is that I look at fans as like they deserve this. They deserve the best of me. And then I then I look at my family like they do too, but this is for some reason this is like where I find my 
success at. Mm. And this is just me being transparent and things that Lauren knows anyway and things that half the therapists in America know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's just unfortunate. Like I called my preacher the other day and I was like, man, what what does true repentance look like? Mm. I've never understood the word repentance because I can sit there and be like, God, forgive me for this continuum of wanting more. But I know that in three days, it's going to be back. Yes. And I'm going to fall into it again. And that's not true repentance to me. And uh, he was just like, man, my favorite picture of repentance is in Luke 15, where the prodigal son just decided to come home. Like just that picture of like, I'm going back to the father's house. Mm -hmm. And that whole picture of him going back and the dad just like running out before, you know that that prodigal son had all these things he wanted to say to his dad. Mm -hmm. But then the father just hugged him and said, I'm so glad you're back. And that was like the most perfect picture of what it looks like to me. I don't know. It's like the thought of like promising something that I can't fully commit to is the worst. I mean, is that not the whole thing we're talking about? Well, yeah. That that the reality of marriage and commitment is you're making promises you actually cannot actually keep. Without Jesus. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean every day y'all are making decisions around your vows that are impossible for a normal human 100%. to keep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where you just have to lean in on your faith and be like, well, I can't do this. Me, Lauren, as an individual by myself, is not strong enough to hold this together. For sure. And to keep this going. But that's a great place to be. Is yeah. To know that, A, it's not all on you. And B, to come to the realization that you can't fill in the blank. Without him, you're not enough to fill in the blank. Yeah. But that's where it becomes the more and more I embrace that, the more it's so easy for me just to like hand it over mm -hmm. to him. They're definitely not peaceful seasons and years and moments, but for the most part, that's where so much of the peace comes from. It's just like handing it over Sure. when you don't have the energy to do it. Or even when you do, I think that's what I'm learning now is even when I do feel like I have the energy to do the things on my own, still choosing to hand it over to him. And then it ends up being way better than if I had just done it myself. For sure. And like kind of sort of going back to your very first question, what have you learned about God? And it's like, yes, it's God, but I, I still am wrestling with how to view God, Jesus and Holy Spirit yeah. combined. Still just trying to figure all that out. But like, it's like when I was in college, I could eat McDonald's five nights a week. Lucky. What a good life. That sounds awesome. I mean, I also gained 30 pounds my freshman year, but <laughs> I could that. do it. And I never I never recognized that anything was off. Yeah. It was like, yeah, whatever. Two double cheeseburgers again. It's like my body was so and my spirit was so just kind of numb to like that. I was just trashing my body. Now it's like I eat one bad meal and I'm like, OK, this is something that doesn't feel right. And I'm relating that to my spirit. Lauren can realize real fast when I'm in an unhealthy brain space. Mm -hmm. But the spirit, thankfully, has been a lot quicker these days to be like, something's off. Yeah. And so it's been nice to be able to like realize and recognize it a whole lot faster than I did even two years ago. Just interrupting this conversation to tell you about another amazing partner, Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And as a mom, it's something you obviously can't avoid postpartum, but you can do something about it. And if you're among them, I want you to know that you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. I'm happy to report that thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. 
and many users raved that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Definitely things that are part of many of our lives, right? So Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all the stages of life. And like most good things, healthier hair growth takes time, but you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. If you're unsure of your unique hair needs, you can take their hair wellness quiz and get personalized product recommendations by visiting their site, Nutrafol.com. So now you too can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code LIVEINLOVE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. And this is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LIVEINLOVE. DR, the other thing I want to reflect back to you, if mm-hmm. we want to use counseling terms, is you've said two things that actually connect that I want to make sure you hear yourself. That while you feel like with God and your work, you're struggling against because you're trying to achieve and all things. Also, that's when the Lord spoke to you really clearly. I know. So he's with you in your job. So I, I want right. to make sure you hear yourself that yeah. you're not chasing to him. For sure. He's and with I, you in it. And I had to I had to learn that this year because I don't want to like freak anybody out by saying this, but like there have definitely been times in the last year where I've been like, maybe I'm not supposed to do this anymore. I think your desire isn't the same. Well, it's not desire. It's just like, is it worth the extra time that I spend that I could be spending elsewhere? And I think just a little bit of confirmation from like Lauren and even some of my good friends are just like, dude, you bring joy. That is a spiritual gift. But I I think sometimes I don't look at it that way. I think I would look at it that way if I was in... Christian music, but there's times where I'm on stage and I'm like, ain't nothing that a beer can fix. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, like, also, I don't want that to make anybody feel inferior or weird Not because I, I love my job. I love getting to sing country music. I love getting to put smiles on faces. But, and he loves beer. And I do, and I do love a good Certainly. beer. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. There's been times this year. I mean, I, I literally looked at Lauren and I was like, should I do something else? Especially during 2020, I was like, yeah. I'm getting my real estate license this week. Mm. Yeah, that was And she looked at me like I was no. a, a, just a crazy person. And I was like, you know, what, what if this is it? You know, and I think I'm so scared of ever getting to that point of this is it. Mm-hmm. Three misses in a row on the radio, whatever it is. And that, that just makes me be like, well, if I can't be perfect at it, then there's no point in doing it. And, wow. and I think like you're talking about commitment, I'm a really bad finisher at most things. Mm. If I'm losing to Lauren and Nerds, I quit. Out. I quit. It's sad. I'll be cleaning up the playroom and I'll notice that something's like, nah, that'll take me an extra five minutes. No, I'll do it tomorrow. Even working out. Like if I, if I don't work out with a buddy, I'll do half of it and call it a day. Be like, I burned like 60 calories. We're good. <laughs> but it sucks because that also translates into my spiritual life. Like if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I've got an hour. I would, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, well, nothing really spoke to me this morning. I'll just keep drinking coffee and do something else. I don't know where that came from in me, but it's something that like I'm really trying to work at 
just being different, you know, just being a good finisher, like running the race yes. till the end of it. What's your perseverance like? Is that hard for you too? Are you kind of, do you stay in it? Do you give up? What's your thing? She's a finisher. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm stubborn. Yeah. I'm very stubborn. That's great though. I think that makes for a great partnership. Mm Mm-hmm. Except it yeah. hurts, probably. <laughs> well, because he'll he'll tell me when, like, enough is enough. And he's like, you got to stop. Mm. And then I'll tell him. And I'm like, are you seriously quitting right now? Like, you can't, you cannot quit on this. Like, th- they're counting on you. Or I know this isn't fun anymore, but you gave your word. You're This is what you're going to do. And so I'm really big on that. And he's really big on, like, you are running yourself into the ground. You got to know when enough is enough. And you, you got to just stop sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think we do balance each other out well mm-hmm. in that aspect for sure. TR, what's it like when you're thinking about finishing life with Lauren, yeah. finishing with your children? What are you praying right now? And what are you doing right now? Well, let me say... We may have talked about this last time too, but John Mark Comer says, a pastor that we all really like, he says, you don't decide who you're going to be at 80 when you're 80. What are you working on right now in you? I mean, you're talking about it some that, yeah. so that you finish in this commitment to your family yeah. and to your job. I don't think you'll give up. For I think sure. I think you'll no, finish. I, I know that I won't. Yeah. It's just, I it mean, just there, feels there good will, to think that you can. There will come a point, no doubt, where yeah, of course. You know, it's just like. Where it's done, where the race is done. Frail. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> <gasps> but you know what's crazy? What's crazy is that, like, with with Lauren in our marriage, that that has never even been a maybe one day that'll get, you know, not good. It's but honestly one of the only things in my life that I'm a hundred percent like we're finishing this. Wow, through and through to the end. There, there's no such thing as divorce. Will exist, but it is. I'll be danged if if that ever came to it because I will I will drop everything to make sure that that gets fixed. Why? Why do you feel that so strong? I really don't know. I think it's just marrying her has been a literal, like a serious dream of mine since I was like 15 years old. And it's just like, man, I worked so hard to get here. I had to bribe her to marry me, you know, and now we're here. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. It's just like she is in, in many ways the only voice that matters. Then I'll ask her for advice. Then I won't take it. And then she'll be like, then why do you even ask me for my thoughts on your on your songs? So it's like. I, I can't really describe it, but it's just like it's one of those things that like I just I, th- I feel like I'm more committed to finishing that than than anything else. Yeah. You know, do you feel that? Yeah. I'm not concerned about him walking away from this like us. And I'm not concerned about him walking away from our kids. Yeah. I am concerned about him walking away from everything else in life. Yeah. I don't know why you're that way. I think you have your priorities straight. Yeah. You're not walking away from God. You're not walking away from your family. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're not walking away from your job either. No. Remember, the nationwide stat is like 55% of people oh, no. wanted to change their job after 2020. Right. So so this yeah. crisis you're having, so is half of America. <laughs> right. Sure. So yeah. it is it is part of the yeah. um, shrapnel. But they, yeah, that's the, I mean, the, the crazy year. part about my job is like when I am physically walking off the bus to the stage, there is no cooler feeling in the world. Yeah. There, there's really not. The pictures y'all post, I'm like... TR's job. I mean, those shows look so fun. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's the the leaving part. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Yeah. It didn't used to be as hard. We like, also traveled with you. Y'all also traveled. Now you uh, haven't. Now you haven't traveled at all. Yeah. And immediately, I feel just homesick on the bus. When I've got songwriters out there with me, I don't feel as homesick because my brain is working on something else. But like this past weekend, you know, I'm sitting in Ohio on a Sunday, which is fine. 
but I would prefer not to play on a Sunday. I'd love to be at home, go to church with my family. But I realize that there's a lot of people there that bought a ticket and wanted to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to give it and give them the best shot I got, you know, but there's also that part of me that goes, I just want to be at home. And a lot of that is... I did feel that a little bit even before we had kids, especially when Lauren went and go. She'd be like, I really wish you weren't leaving this weekend. That hurt and it sucked. But like now that Willa Gray, like literally the other night we were laying in bed and she was like, she's like, why are you leaving again? And I was like, well, I think I said something like daddy has to go do his job. And she was like, well, don't you have enough money? Willa Gray, five years old. And I was like, well, you know, if you talk to my business manager, we got this figured. And she's like, (laughs) you know, go, I was trying to like go through my tax stuff with like a five year old. And then I said that to somebody and. And then Lauren did a great job at coming in and she was like, yeah, you know, daddy has to leave Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but your other friend's daddies leave Monday through Friday. They just get to come home every evening. So like you're kind of seeing your daddy the same as Everly and Adeline. Everly and Adeline see their daddy. It's just different. You know what I mean? They get to see their daddy at night and early in the morning. Right. Our kids get all of you all day long for For three three and a half days. Yeah. That's kind of the point where I'm at. It's just like I love playing shows more than anything in the world. But I hate leaving, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Do you see a world where y'all go back out on the road with them? Clearly not right now. No. I've done it for 10 years. I'm a homebody. Yeah. And traveling with him for 10 years, I fought it really hard initially. And then I was like, finally yielded to what his life was doing and just mm-hmm. jumped in and was like, all right, I'm going to do this life with you. And... And I'm so glad that I did because we got like really sweet, so much precious time together. But as hard as it is when he leaves now, my heart is so at peace just getting to be at home with my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really what my heart's desire has been for the last 10 years is to make a home. And we have roots in Nashville and our family's here and our home has always been here, but just to like really get to dig in deep and you know, Willa Gray's starting to do like some cheerleading stuff and she's starting <laughs> to do like a little cross country team. And yeah. um, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's starting to do things that five and six year olds start doing and, and the girls have really gotten into horses. And so now we're kind of like exploring them having th- these horse lessons once or twice a week. Yeah. And, I remember my mom doing all that stuff with me and my sister and my brother. And that's always been a desire of mine is when I have kids, I want to be the mom that's like signing up for all the things at school and taking them on the field trips and taking them to soccer practice and cooking the dinner at night. And in your compression socks in my compression socks, (laughs) then fixing a banana split right after. Oh, well, y'all home make banana splits. Me and Willa Gray did the other night. Wow. It was was really good. That's cool. Yeah. It was one time. It's not a nightly thing. It's not like I'm just whipping up banana splits on the road. Oh my gosh. But just like the little moments like that, where we're making Elsa and Anna cookies, you know, slice and bake and sitting on the couch together. That is my dream. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm finally getting to live that. It would be a sweeter dream if he was sitting on the couch next to me. But some nights he is. Mm -hmm. But he had that dream of his for the last 10 years. And I was right there for just about all of it. And now I feel like I'm getting to live in a little bit more of mine. Mm -hmm. And, And he knows that. And Thomas Rhett's so good at like supporting me in that. But it's good that we're both able to say like, hey, I'm really happy doing this part of our life this way. 
I miss you. I wish you were, you got to be a part of that with me, but I realized that that's life. I mean, yeah. life isn't always everything. Yeah, you if want he had an office job five days a week, he also wouldn't be doing right. all the things That's with right. the girls and doing horse For lessons sure. and right. all that. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's it's a good it's a good balance. And I think it's harder on him right now because he's used to having all of us on his bus with him. Or so, being home for all of twenty twenty. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's been really fun for me. Yeah. I told her yesterday, I was like, it sounds so old fashioned for me to be like, well, I'm just going to go do my job and you, you make sure that you take care of all this stuff. I just don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like there is a point where I, I might bite off more than I can chew doing, doing both these things. But I told her the other day, I was like, like this morning, I literally took pictures of Lauren making lunch this morning yeah. so that I could do it. And then reference I mean, she's literally cutting Ada James's sandwiches with a rainbow cookie cutter <gasps> and a heart adorable. cookie cutter. And I'm sitting there going, why don't you just cut it in dang half? Like my mom, my mom did not cut my turkey sandwiches with Lucky Charm cookie cutters or whatever. And, and, rainbows uh, make her and Willa Gray happy. No, I know that. And, but that's I why. I like the rainbows and the heart. That's but really I, cute. But I just, easy. I, just, I just want to, be, I want to be able to be more in the know. Yeah. Like that, that, I don't know if you're, if you've ever watched any of the Nate Bargasi skits. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's this. This one scene where I guess like his daughter was at school and one of the teachers called Nate, you know, asking what bus she was on. And he was like, why would you ask the dad? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, by the way, what school does she go to? You know, all this kind of stuff. And I, I related so hard because like, I mean, I, I dropped the kids at school the other day and bout forgot to pick Ada James up because I, I didn't know that I had to go through one line first and the second line next. And yeah. I would like to get to the point where I'm. Maybe not as reliable as her, but people can feel free to call me to be like, hey, what's your schedule this week? Oh, let me look at my calendar that I keep really yeah. well. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be the dad that comes home. Where everybody's like, well, don't ask Thomas yet because he yeah. there's no there's no way he knows. It's been a joke for eight years, but like he didn't listen anyway. That sucks. It was funny for a while. It was like, yeah, I don't listen. But it's like I really don't, you know, you it, listen really well now. I've had to really work on that. Yeah. And I do have poor hearing probably from standing in front of an amplifier for 10 years, but makes sense. Yeah. But like literally like in the bed, like if I'm laying in my right ear and Lauren talks, I get up and put my face on her face and say, can you say, <laughs> say that again. one more yeah. time? Can't hear you. But yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, I want to be now that our kids are doing all this stuff. Like I want to be committed to that, but finding a balance of like, how do I not completely like neglect doing what I love to do music stuff, but also not completely neglect just like the, the nitty gritty details of like what it means to put Willow Gray's skirt on. It's like, I didn't know she couldn't wear a five, but mm -hmm. I'm putting a five on her. Mm -hmm. And then Lauren's like, she has three fours. And I was like, okay, well noted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, you would think she would wear a five. I just, the fives are, she's, she's a little thing. She's, she's tall. Little. She's tall, yeah. but she's skinny little thing. Yeah. I don't know. She needs a four. <laughs> she needs four. Noted. I'm, I'm just rambling now, but I no, just, you're not. This I just want to be, good. I just want to be a little bit more uh, reliable. Like on the home front. Like, yes, I can watch our kids. Like, that's fine. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would like to be trusted enough to be like, I know that he knows that so-and-so needs their antibiotic at, at 10. And I know that he knows that they you, need you this. You do that, that well. I, yeah. I, I think I need to affirm you that. That would be incredible. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's hard to have a life where you're going to bed at 2 in the morning and waking up at 11 and have interviews and vocal lessons and writing songs with Jesse and Ashley and then you're going into a radio whatever and 
And then you have a show and you've got to entertain all these people and you've got the interviews. Your mind is in such a different place. Yeah. And then you roll in off the bus at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning or Monday morning. And all of a sudden you've got to switch to Lennon's antibiotic. Don't forget Willa Gray's braids can't stay in that ponytail. You know, like, did you put the oil on? Does Ada James have her biker shorts under her skirt? She doesn't like carrots with ranch. She does want carrots with ranch. She likes half of a sandwich. She'll eat two pieces of that sandwich. You know, like, it's so many details. And it is a 180-degree flip Yes. to to a world. Like, right. you are living in very different worlds. And for you just to feel like, I should be able to roll in off the bus at 7 a.m. when I'm used to sleeping another four hours on the road and just switch my brain and not drop the ball once is yeah like not I, humanly I, possible. And you do a very good job. If I did not wake up this morning, the girls would have been fed. They would have been dressed. They would have known they were loved getting out of the car, going to school. Yeah. And they would be fine. Right. That's what you do, though, is you want to master everything in your life. Yes. And if you can't master it, you feel like I just shouldn't do it. And you can't. Yeah. You are not perfect. But I think so much of it stems from you is just going like, well, if because I'm always constantly telling you, hey, you should go lay down. You should go take a nap. You wake up every morning. You're like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, go lay down. But you can't handle the sandwich is not being perfect. So it's really not my fault, if I'm being honest with you. I've told you several times, go lay down, go take a shower. Okay, but the girls are my concert. That's fine. Like, let, let me tour manage, at least. Uh, that's fine. You, you know can saying? tour manage, but you perfect your show. <laughs> I'm going to try to perfect yeah. what I feel like is being a mom. I'm not saying I'm a perfect mom. I'm not saying I think I can be a perfect mom. I'm just saying... That is the job that I want to work toward perfecting. I get it. And I think you are, I think it's okay that you work more toward perfecting your concert because you're a great dad. Like yeah. Thank our you. kids know they're loved and then they have fun with you and they're always asking where you are when you're gone. So yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So TR, speaking of being a mother, your mother is joining us on the next episode. Perfect. Tell us. a great one. Yeah, give us a heads up about your mom. My mom may be the most caring human mm -hmm. that I know. Like, not that, like, Lisa is incredible, like, our all, all yeah. other people in our family, but mom's like, what do y'all need? You need me there, like, now? Or she has gotten better. She'll be like, well, no, I'm doing my, I'm doing hard 75. And so I got to get my second walk in and then, and then I'm coming over there. Or hard 30, like whatever it is. No, it's it called. Is 70. I think it's something 45. No, it's hard no, it's, 75, it's, it's but she sure did 75. hard 30 and decided to drink wine. She's just overly, overly caring, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think that's an amazing thing. She cracks me up. Yeah. She, she truly, my mom is a bigger fan of me than, than anybody. anybody else that I know. She is. You know what I mean? She loves to be in the know. And when she doesn't know something, she's asking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom is still the person that's like, I'm going to Target, buying two copies. Hands down, biggest fan of yeah. mine for sure. But also, hands down, the most resistant for me to ever do this career. Right. I mean, because my dad did it, you know, and like yeah. my dad was gone. And, and me and dad have talked about it, too, because I was like, Dad, how did you ever play with me and my sister when you got home? And he was like, I was a zombie. Mm. And now I'm now I'm a zombie. And so I think my mom just kind of watched that and she was just like, there's so many other easier routes yeah. that you could take. But I think once she saw like my 
commitment to this and how hard I worked and how much I loved just getting to create music. You know, she's just, she's been one of my most amazing supporters. Mm-hmm. We will get right back to the show, but first I want to share more about our incredible sponsor of the podcast, Modern Fertility. There's so much about fertility that's a complete mystery. That's where Modern Fertility Hormone Test comes in. Think of your fertility hormones as tiny detectives. They can bring you tons of insight into your egg count, reproductive timeline, and even possible outcomes for egg freezing and IVF. Everything you need to know to get proactive about your fertility. Well, what if I told you you could get more important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving your home? Modern Fertility makes that possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. And just by being a listener of our show, you can get $20 off your test when you go to modernfertility.com slash live in love. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you're planning to start a family, or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash liveandlove. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash live in love. That's modernfertility.com slash live in love. When we think about talking to Paige, TR's mom and your parents, Mm -hmm. and we think about all the ways they've poured into y'all so much. What do you hope your kids feel commitment-wise from y'all the way y'all feel it from your parents? To each other? Yeah, and to or them. to family. To them, yeah, to family. I mean, that, I think that's one thing that Tom Stratt and I both look back over our lives, and there's not a shadow of doubt in our mind that we were and are so loved and supported by our parents, by my mom and dad, by Tim and Paige, by Rhett and Sonia, they're always a safe place for us. Yeah. All of them. And they're a safe place for our kids. I mean, our kids are growing up in this world where they don't know a world where they're not adored, mm-hmm. you know? And that is my prayer almost every night over my girls is that I pray that they know how loved and adored they are by God. And then they know how loved and adored they are by their family. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is so crucial to children growing up. And I think that's yeah. how they build that confidence and are able to walk and have the courage to walk into the places that may seem scary because they were raised in that loving, safe place. And then also just watching our our parents' commitments to each other in their marriages. You know, obviously, Rhett and Sonia remarried a little bit later, and Tim and Paige 
remarried a little bit later after Paige and Rhett split. But watching their marriages now and how they've grown from the mistakes they may have made and watching how my parents have grown from the mistakes that they've made and how they value that commitment to each other and to their children is so beautiful. And I think the way that they all talk about so openly and honestly about their struggles and their mistakes and the things they do well and the things they wish they did better. I think that's so healthy for me and Thomas Rhett in our marriage. It's healthy for Macy and Tyler and their marriage. It's helpful for Casey and Connor to hear it. And I hope that same for little Tyler and Grayson when mm. they get to that point. And I want that for our kids. Like I want our kids to be able to look at our marriage and be like, yeah, mom and dad really loved each other well. They also were very passionate about the things that they believed in, whether it turned into an argument that I hope, you know, I feel like we do a pretty good job at showing them when we apologize to each other and make up after we've had a disagreement. But also, like, our kids see us on a daily basis hugging each other and Thomas Drek kissing me before he walks out of the house. And, you know, our kids are in the stage of like, did you just kiss her on the lips? And, <laughs> and Thomas Drek's like, yeah, and daddy's going to do it again. Watch. And they're like, ew, no. But like, I, I love that our kids are going to grow up seeing that because that's something I want to model for them for when they find their yeah. husbands there. Yep. They know what commitment looks like mm. in the hard and in the good and the easy. Yeah. I think they do see that. Yeah. But that is my hope for them is that they see the realness yeah. in our marriage. And awesome. then obviously they know that they're loved. And yeah. But on the other end of the spectrum, I don't want to have like real bad, serious fights in front of them. But I do think that it's important to let them see an argument mm. that gets made up. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think they definitely do. I'm just saying, I feel like there's, I feel like it's kind of an old school strategy, but like we don't fight in front of the kids. Yes. Because then they grow up thinking, well, you know, my parents Couples never fight. fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they don't, they don't make it. Mm -hmm. And there's like, well, I thought my parents were perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I want them to know my flaws. I want them to know Lauren's flaws. But at the same time, I want for us to individually go up to them and be like, hey, me and mommy disagreed about something, mm -hmm. but we love each other and we both said we're sorry and we're good. I think that's just as important in a weird way. Yeah. I don't want that to come across weird, but I think you're 100 percent right. It's yeah. Like, hey, girls, we're arguing. Come watch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're gonna fix this, but it's gonna get rough in yeah. the middle. Everybody, <laughs> get you some popcorn. Get your banana split and watch this. Yeah, I mean, even like the other day, like it's 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 really reassuring that your kids know that you love each other. Like yeah. we, uh, me and Ada James were in my studio the other night, and it's kind of become a thing. Like Willa Gray recorded her first song the other yes. day. Nada James wanted to do it. So in Ada James's first sentence that she said was, My mom and daddy love each other. And that was the first line that she sang. And I was like, Yes. Yeah. It's the first thing that came to mind. And yeah. I was like, That's amazing. So, honey, mm -hmm. what does it look like to you for our marriage to live in love in commitment? That These can are be the like the hardest questions in the world to answer. <laughs> that can be like daily like what that looks like on a normal ordinary yeah. day or like what you think like over the lifetime of our marriage it looks like mm -hmm. for us to live in love and commitment yeah i think the at the root of commitment in a marriage to me it's it's recognizing and not being shocked when you go through seasons mm -hmm. individually and separately you know what i mean like we're 31 years old and we think that some of the things that we're dealing with now we might even not even be dealing with them at 40 like yes. I, we may have conquered them 
or we may be still be struggling with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at 40, probably there'll become a new set of things that, oh my gosh, I, I do not have any brown hair left and I'm, I'm gray. I'm in a weird phase. You're in a weird phase. But I think it's just like waking up and as cliche as this sounds, but like choosing to love that person no matter what is happening in that day-to-day life. But realizing that like, I know she's going to change. I know that she's going to grow. Hopefully she knows that I'm going to grow. But even if I'm at a slower pace than her or she's at a faster pace than me, it's just like, I think just being committed to someone is just like there. there is no choice but to stick it out. Too thick and thin. So that's another vow. For rich, for poor, better, for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that is what you are committing. It's like no matter what is happening, like I got you. I may not like you at the current moment, but I got you and I love you. And I don't know. That's uh, To me, that's commitment in a nutshell in my brain. Yeah, Lauren, what are your thoughts? How do you live and love in commitment? I think I have been in a season for a while. I think it's been a lot of just this pregnancy, but I feel like how I do that daily or like my challenge that I feel like the Lord has kind of put in front of me to love him well in our marriage is to serve him, to serve Thomas Rhett, like as a husband to even when I'm exhausted and don't want to, I don't know, watch Netflix, stay up late. Yeah. And watch the TV show he wants to watch. Like, do that with him or wake up early to spend time with him. Or if he's hanging with the kids and, and the kitchen's a wreck, like I clean up the kitchen, even though I may have fixed dinner too, but like serving him in the way of like, I'm not keeping score of like, well, I've done this, this, and this today. It's your turn to do this. Like continuing to serve him well and, and to love him well in serving him. Mm-hmm. Commitment is not keeping score. Yeah. Okay. Preach. Just leave it to Annie to like really wrap it up. You know, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well done, y'all. Thank well you done. so much. Thank y'all so much for listening. I have loved getting to share these conversations with y'all. And to help celebrate y'all's anniversary, Lauren, we're so excited. Listen, share this episode with your friends today, y'all. Tell your people, rate it, review it. Let's share this because how encouraging to get to hear from Thomas Rhett and Lauren on their anniversary. And just a reminder, you can pick up your copy of Live and Love if you haven't yet. It is at all your favorite local bookstores and online. And I hope you will join us next week for our episode of the Live and Love podcast, where we'll be talking about what it means to live in love and extended family. Just a quick reminder, don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry, and you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. Simply text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could really change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326, that's L-I-V-E, to 71326 to help now, or you can visit give.crew.org slash live.